I thought I was setting myself up for success with a $30,000 trading account. And I was like, you know what? I'll turn this $30,000 into 500,000 in just a couple months. <laughs> you know, Just so, so ignorant, so, so dumb. And I really didn't know. I, I knew how to trade, but I didn't know how to deal with the pressure of trading. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk. But to win big, you've got to reduce it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. And that mission has led me to create the Become a Better Investor community. In the community, you get access to our global asset allocation strategies and stock portfolios. Our institutional-grade research, weekly live sessions, and the risk reduction lessons I've learned from more than 500 guests. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your 50% lifetime discount exclusive for podcast listeners. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A Stotts Academy, and I'm here with featured guest, Tony Pollock. Tony, are you ready to join the mission? Oh, I'm so ready. So ready. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to hear your story, and let me introduce you to the audience. Tony Pollock is a full-time stock trader and options instructor at Real Life Trading. It's his mission to help others face their fears and live their dreams. My goodness, Tony, take a minute and tell us about the unique value that you bring to this world. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. My value is that I had a very different path that makes me very relatable to those that are trying to learn how to trade, learn how to invest. Most people don't open their computer and just make a million dollars and just like, well, I do this. It's 99.9% .9 of them struggle and they struggle for a long time. And as soon as they think they have it, they fall back down and they struggle some more. That was me for years. I made every mistake in the book. I, I was probably the worst trader in the world starting out. <laughs> I did, did everything wrong. But because of that, I now know how to help people. I can relate. I can help them on their way and get them to where I am now. And so I've walked that path. So it's really easy to show them the path. It's really easy for me to see where they're off of it and help them get back on, make it to their, to their end goal and start living their dreams. And what is it, you know, from all of your experience with yourself and with the people that you work with, maybe you could give us some highlights of kind of what it is that you see that they're doing wrong and, you know, maybe one or two tips about how they can improve so that they understand a little bit more after meeting you. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm full of tips. I've got a lot of them. So where do I start? I would say tip number one would be to, let's see, pick this one. Stop trying to control the uncontrollable. Too many people, they stress over whether or not a trade is going to win or lose. That's not in our control. Our control is the setup. Our control is our risk management, what we're putting onto this trade, how I'm going to manage this. And all I can control is putting the math in my favor. If I can win $1,000 on a winning trade, and if I can lose $200 on a losing trade, and if I can have a 50% win rate, I'm going to make a lot of money. So that's what I focus on controlling. It doesn't matter the winner, the loss, the outcome of the trade. I set my success on the process and let go of everything else. It's worked out really well for me. So that's a great lesson. Stop trying to control the uncontrollable. 
And I guess one of the things that's just absolutely uncontrollable is the market. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been tough and it's been just wiping everyone left and right off this off this journey, ruining their dreams pretty quick. Yeah. They focus a lot on strategies, but they have no idea how to apply it. So for the first half of the year, people kept going bullish and they were buying the dip and the dip just kept coming and kept getting wiped out. Whereas for me, I'm a very big price action trader. So I'm big on reading the price. What are the charts telling me? That's what I teach to all my students is how can you read these markets so you can know, okay, this is going to go bearish. This is the reason why I'm making that assumption. What strategies now can I take to apply to it? Instead of just having a, every time this EMA crosses, I, I do this. Well, that's fine. But really, if you can, if you want consistency, I would say reading, reading the price action of the markets is going to give you that the most. And so that's kind of what I specialize in teaching is price action, reading sentiment, and then picking out of your toolbox of strategies of which one applies to the situation that would give you the best outcome that, that you wanted to help you to manage, manage the risk the best and have the best return. So that's the way I view it. Strategies are just like my tools to solve the problem. So figure out what the problem is, then determine what tool you need to fix it. And Tony, my number one listener, of course, is my mother. And <laughs> she listens to every episode and tries to figure out what we're talking about. And she's going to ask me a question. Son, what does price action really mean? <laughs> so maybe you could just, for the absolute beginners out there, what does it mean by price action and kind of going with that price action? Yeah, so... The markets move in very specific ways that does not change. They've moved the same way for since the beginning, really, ever since candles were put into form. <laughs> um, and there is a very common pattern with that movement. And so if you can determine what is a bull trend, what is a bear trend, when that trend is broken, and you know where it should get to, if you can answer a few of those questions, then you can start to answer what should happen next if you're aware of where the price is going. So in a simple the simplest way of of knowing it, it's it's the way the markets move and they do move in specific ways that don't go out of style, right? The market's right. either going to be bullish, bearish, or sideways. And so if you can understand what to do in each one of those situations and when to tell when it's broken or starting, you can now take advantage and have an edge in the markets. And what do you say to, there's a group of people that will say, actually, the market's random. And, you know, those moves that happen every day, are just a random number generator. Yeah. So it's, it's, man, that's, it's, there's a lot that has to go in to answer that question. I'm trying to see what the simplest way to go into that because really human beings, you could say, are random, but realistically, they do have behaviors that you can predict. Right. People, you wake up and you're down $100,000. You do that to every single person in an auditorium. What's the general reaction going to be? It's not going to be a random outcome. It's not well, going to be a random Some buy more. Some sell out their whole position. Not, not going to be random. And I guess yeah. one of the ways that you could say that the market's not random is just looking at the extreme peaks and the extreme troughs in the market to say those aren't typical random outcomes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's that's a great point to it. So if you can, the markets are just a, a representation of human behavior. It's humans moving that market. And if you can start to predict and get an idea of what a group of people might be doing in this situation, it's pretty easy to start getting an edge and to stop seeing the randomness, so to say, of just, I'm lost. Most of the time, again, it comes into, they've tried the markets, they got crushed in the markets. And so it's not me, it's definitely the markets. And reality, it's just, 
a lack of knowledge of of how these things work and acquiring that skill to trade. And just one last thing before we get into your story. You know, I was watching a video that you made and you talked about this S-curve and you were saying it could apply to short-term, medium-term, long-term. Maybe you just give us a little a little teaser about what an S-curve, what do you mean by S-curve and then we'll get into the story. Yeah, definitely. So the S-curve is the number one thing I teach every beginner trader that I, I coach. So I've been coaching thousands of people over many, many years of how to trade the stock market. And throughout all those hundreds and thousands of whatever hours I have to count it up of coaching that I have under my belt, it comes down to, they have no idea how to read these markets. They have, they want to learn strategies. They think strategies make them rich, but they have no idea how to apply it to the market. Like we talked about before the S curve is in essence, price action is the way the markets move. And so if you can identify the S curve, now you can start to predict what's about to happen next because the S curve is just a repeating pattern over and over again on every time frame. So it works with investments long-term. It works with a one-minute day trading strategy. It's all the exact same movement. And that's what the S curve is, is it's the simplest way to read price action and to get an idea of sentiment, what should happen next, if you have an idea of what should happen next, you have an edge, you can start placing a trade with the right risk, put the math in your favor, and you'll start making money. So, Interesting. Well, speaking of making trades with the right risk and all that, I think it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstances leading up to it, and then tell us your story. I'd love to. My story was something that I was pretty ashamed of for quite a while. And it flipped to me to realize that I could help a lot of people with this. And so it now became a blessing. I used to look back on it as a curse. It really is the greatest. I'm, I'm so grateful that that was my journey. I um, ran a trucking company for many years and it was a family run business. I spent 60 to 80 hours a week, every week for eight years in that business, Monday through Sunday. I mean, it was just around the clock. And after eight years, I was out of shape, miserable, depressed, and just feeling like I was wasting my life. Like I had more to give to this world than, than just try to keep the bills paid in this business. So I had a prompting. I just had a feeling that I should trade. So for a year or two, I just would listen to podcasts and I would learn as much as I could. And then finally, I felt the time was right. I was going to quit the job and I was going to trade full time. I was going to live the dream. I was going to just you know, I was going to click a button and make a million dollars and live my life the way I want. Oh, yeah. The dream that we all can chase and see and want and have one at some time. So I quit my job. My family said I was crazy for leaving the the comfort, right? The safety level of life. Silly them. So leave the comfort, venture out and into the great unknown. Everyone's like, you're just going to lose everything. Don't do this. You're just going to fail. So I decided to say, you know what? I'm going to go forward with it anyways. And I quit. My wife and I moved from Arizona to Utah where her family is. We bought a house. We did everything thinking I was just going to make a million dollars in a week. I had really good credit because of the amount of, you know, the really good job I've had for many, many years and doing everything right. So of course we bought a house and we did all this stuff and bought some cars and everything was great, except for the fact that it never really was. So I thought I was setting myself up for success with, uh, $30,000 $30,000 trading account. And I was like, you know what? I'll turn this $30,000 into 500,000 in just a couple months. <laughs> you know, Just so, so ignorant. So, so dumb. 
And I really didn't know. I, I knew how to trade, but I didn't know how to deal with the pressure of trading. Right. And that is a whole different thing that most people don't realize. When you have to make money, there is a different there's a different feeling and a different weight that gets put onto your trading. Because again, you can't control that outcome, but you need that outcome to give you money. And it's this battle that I just fell apart doing. So I ended up, long story short, at 30,000 in the trading account, I blew through that very, very quickly, probably within about a month or so. <sighs> we had $20,000 set aside to pay our bills for a couple months. Take that out of savings, put it in my trading account, let's go. That lasted another three weeks until that was dwindled down to about a couple thousand dollars. What was your wife and saying at that time when you got that out of the savings account? She's like, this wasn't the plan. She was fully supportive. She knew this was the path. We just both felt this was the path we were supposed to be on. But it was hard. It was hard for her. It was hard for me. And the cool thing was her and I were both on this journey of viewing finances in a different way. And this experience completely changed us. But it was the only way that you know we could have been changed was by going through this together. And so. At first, she was like, you know what I could have bought with $20,000 that you just lost in three weeks, right? It's not like we were very middle class, so to say. We had a very comfortable life before this, but we were by no means wealthy. And so I just kept pushing. So we don't have any more money. And I go to the bank. I'm like, let's get out a loan. So I take a loan out, which I don't recommend. <laughs> it was my journey, but uh, it was tough. I didn't tell the bank what the loan was for. So I think I got $20,000 loan and start trading. That loan lasted me, I think, another month and a half before I dwindled through that. Because remember, I also have my bills being paid out of this account. So I'm pulling money out each week just to pay the bills, plus all my losses. And it just didn't take much more than a month to suck that entire account dry. That's 1,500-ish a week in bills. And I just, it was a nightmare. So I go back to the bank and I get another loan. And that one lasts me about another month until I have lost it. I go back and they're like, who are you? Like, what are you doing with your life? Why do you need all this money? What job do you have, by the way? Right. And I'm like, well, I don't have a job anymore. And so they gave me a, a credit card, a couple credit cards. I think it was 15,000 total for these two credit cards. And they're like, don't come back, dude, go somewhere else. Like I get, I don't want to see you back in this bank. Like they were done. I knew the banker very well. And he was like, Tony, I, this is it. Like I'm stretching just to give you this. It was a really high interest rate. I think it was 15%, 20% interest rate credit card and just whatever I could do to get some money. The crazy thing kept happening though is every time I would fail, I was more confident in myself than less. And it's because I learned something that I could have only learned by losing that got me to stand a little bit taller. I'm like, wow, I, I had no idea about this, but now I do. And I can move forward. If I could just get some money with this knowledge, then I'll be, you know, I'm going to be pretty set. I'll be pretty successful. With this final little credit card that I had, I'm like, I have to make this work. That's when I started to dive into, I'm going to abandon day trading right now. What can I do that's consistent? And I, I knew credit spreads, but I also knew credit spreads with that size of account might make $500 a month. Maybe I need $1,500 a week. So I'm like, how can I manipulate credit spreads to start paying me that? And I just, out of necessity, built a trading strategy that I honestly haven't really seen anywhere else. And that trading strategy, as soon as I implemented it, I spent about three weeks back trading it, no trading, just figuring out ins and outs, finally put it to work and I start paying my bills. I'm making a thousand to $2,000 a week on this little $15,000 account and I'm doing it week in, week out. 
and I start getting pretty efficient. Things start happening. We start paying off bills. We finally pay off some credit cards. Those credit cards I took out, we still have those. And I would say we were going strong for about six or seven months. And this is where it led into my worst investment. Oh my God. So that wasn't your worst. That wasn't even the worst. (laughs) The whole story, the whole, it was the worst, but so I'm like, Allie, if we could just pull out 15,000 back on these credit cards, these high interest rate credit cards, my wife, Allie, I could double my account and we could start making even more because if I'm doing this with this small account, I was doubling my account and every two months, it was crazy. We could just really get ahead, which logic is fine, except I took What year that was money. that, by the way? That was 2019, 2019. Okay. okay. Yeah, 2019. I'm starting to get the hang of it. I still don't really know much, but I know how to make money with credit spreads. So I had something that I was starting to get some some skills behind. And I thought, I once I got this money, I put it in my trading account. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm about to really get ahead now. I saw this one trade outside of my plan and it was to day trade a credit spread. And I was like, I could do this and I could make $1,000 a day. And so... I never backtraded that strategy. I never did anything. I just jumped on it thinking I was it and put on half my account on this one credit spread, which is again, so dumb. And just thinking, here we go. I'm just going to make all this money in like five minutes. And the markets reversed and started going against me. So I thought I'd hedge it and I'd start kind of doing this. And so I lost on that first hedge and I was like, okay, well, I lost 2000 on that hedge. Let me try to get some more into this and let me make back that. And I just make back that, make back that. Before I know it, I lost the entire loan amount in one day on oh. one trade. And that was probably that still to this day, that was the lowest point. Had to go to my wife and say, you know, that credit cards we just took out. I just lost everything. On what that. did she say? We both cried. We yeah. both cried for a little bit. I think yeah. at this point we were so tough that we both realized Money doesn't matter. And so we had to start back over with nothing, really. I can't get a loan. I can't get credit cards. I think I was down to back again to that 15000 in my trading account. We're just struggling. And it was that moment where my wife said, Tony, I think we had $20 a week for groceries. Like that was it. We couldn't afford ramen. And she goes, I'm going to donate this $20 to a canned food drive. And I'm like, we can't. I have nothing to eat in this house. And so I was like, fine. And she's like, I just don't care anymore. I just, I don't care about money. I don't care about this. Like money doesn't matter. It comes, it goes. And let's start giving and quit being so scarcity mindset with this money and just start saying, you know what, just give it away and 10 times more comes back. And I would say that truly was the bottom and the reversal point of my success in everything. I took that exact same approach to trading and I stopped stressing about the outcome. Again, I can't control it. Why stress about it? And I just let this go. If I lose, I lose this much. If I win, I win this much. I know that over 100 trades, I'm going to be profitable. It really doesn't matter about this one. This one trade is not going to make me or break me. My mindset can completely shifted. And I started to pull myself out of this hole. And we went from, from in the dumpster to living our dream life. And it just took, I mean, three years and we... We do things that I would have never guessed we would have ever be doing in our entire life. And in the meantime, joining in with real life trading and, and my my mentor, Jeremy Newsom, that helped me through a lot of this process. And now I can help people that are in that same boat that I was in. 
and being able to relate and help them walk them through it. It's not just the knowledge of how to trade, but it's the mental side of it. It's how do you deal with that pressure? I've got this. I need to pay this. I'm down. What do you do when you're down $20,000 in your investments and you just have this weight on your shoulder or a hundred thousand or whatever it is? How do you deal with this pressure? How do you flip that and put yourself in a right mindset to think logically and trade the most productive, abundant way so that you can bring in massive returns and double those investments instead of worrying about how can I make $10,000? Hey, let's, let's shift that. Let's make $200,000 by next year. How about that? You know, just follow the process and the results come. So that was my big, my worst investment, but my big turnaround and to be able to be living the life that I want now. My big thing now is I golf, I golf three, four days a week. I just, I have all the free time that I want to choose to follow my passions. And my passion is to help others get this life as well. So I, I get to choose where my time goes. And that's such a blessing. I never had that before. You mentioned Jeremy Newsom, And for the listeners, you may recognize that Jeremy Newsom was episode 62, way, way back in 2019. Jeremy's story was trading when he was a young kid, getting the money from his father, taking that money, investing in the market. It went well on his first trade. He and his dad were pretty excited. He tells his dad, give me some more money and I can make more on this. His dad gives him some money and he goes and he starts to trade silver. And as as Jeremy put it in his interview, he said, I think I bought silver at the absolute 15 seconds before the peak of the market. He had no risk management in place. And he pretty much invested not in silver, but in a derivative instrument, basically, that meant that his money went to zero. And what was unique about Jeremy's story is the money that he got from his father was his father's retirement savings. And so when you're talking about learning through loss, you know, I know both of you guys, you know, have been through that. So how would you just quickly summarize the lessons that you learned from this experience? Don't quit. The only reason I'm here is because I didn't quit. I had multiple opportunities to give up. And there was always a voice in my head that said, get up and find a way. I was just crying in my bed. I'm done. And this was over and over and over again. And it was always get up and find a way. And the only reason I'm here is because I just, I didn't quit. I found a way and I just kept going. There's nothing that would stop me from getting this. I know it's possible. If it's been done once, I can do it again. So that accept the loss and learn how to manage risk. Really, truly. Yep. Blowing up accounts has nothing to do with knowledge. It has everything to do with risk. And yeah, so that's just a few pointers that I've taken from this is how to have that mental strength, how to have the right perspective to make money in the markets, accepting the loss and just don't give up. There's a great song by uh, Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush, I believe, called Don't Give Up. For those listeners that haven't heard it, listen to it. It's an inspiring song. But the point is, for the listeners and viewers out there, if you are facing something that's really, really challenging and you feel like giving up at times, let's take a lesson from Tony, and that is don't give up. Maybe I'll just share a few of the points that I took away. First of all, you talked about unrealistic expectations. I think a lot of people go into markets with very unrealistic expectations. You mentioned that you were going to turn $30,000 into (laughs) $500,000. So first lesson is that. Another thing that I thought about was kind of the emotional overlay that everybody has that comes from their past and their emotions and all that. And most people aren't aware of that at all. And so they just start trading without really understanding 
all the different emotions that are involved in that. I think one of the best books on that that I read was Your Money and Your Brain by Jason Zweig, which is about the idea that, you know, everything that's happening in the market is actually a physical reaction going on in your body. The third thing I wrote down is leverage. You know, leverage is so dangerous. And when I've examined many, many businesses over the years for investing in, I can say borrowing money and leverage is a number one risk factor. In fact, even over the crisis that we've had over the last couple of years, when our business, Coffee Works, that I run, that Dale runs, that Dale and I co-own here in Thailand, basically because we weren't like over leveraged at the time and we controlled the business ourselves, we couldn't be shut down even if things got rough. But with leverage, you can be, whether that's a trade or whether that's a business. You also said something that I think is, you know, fascinating. These are the lessons I could only learn by losing. And so embrace your losses, embrace your mistakes, ladies and gentlemen, because they are teaching you lessons. And the objective is not to do them again. Now, I like the quote by Otto von Bismarck, who said, only a fool learns from his own mistakes. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. So obviously we want to learn from the mistakes of Tony, but you know, there are some things that we can only learn through mistakes. You also mentioned something about trading outside of my plan. So you had talked about, you'd done a lot of work, you'd back tested it. And all of a sudden you got seduced into a trade that you had no preparation for at all. And I think that's a great lesson. Like you've got to find your style, ladies and gentlemen, and then stick with it. Also, another thing is position size. And we've heard that many times on the podcast that you've got to size your position carefully. I think mistake number two of the six common mistakes is fail to properly assess and manage risk. And assessing risk is before you go in. Managing it is when you're in. And position sizing is important. And now the final thing that I took away, I wrote down a lot of stuff from listening to you. The final thing is stop stressing about the outcome. And focus on the process. I think that's a very, very valuable advice. Is there anything you would add to that summary? If you view the markets as a get-rich-quick method, it's just going to burn you. It's that slow process, little by little, that adds up over the years that completely changes your life. But that was a perfect summary. I couldn't have, couldn't have said it better myself. Well, you know, one of the things about doing a podcast, Tony, that I've, I've gained from it is I'm a better listener, I think, nowadays, hopefully. So let's now go back in time and let's think about that, that young Tony that was going, quitting the job and, you know, all the stress of, you know, the trucking business and all that. And you have your dreams. And I want you to imagine a person out there, because remember, my goal is to help a million people reduce risk in their lives. So let's just think about that one man or woman out there who's just about to quit their job and start trading just the way you did. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn, what one action would you recommend that listener take to avoid suffering the same fate? Oh, that's such a great question. Invest in yourself. I would say I had $30,000. I can't afford to spend $500 on a coaching session. And in turn, I lost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then when I'm in the hole and in debt, I finally go, you know what? I'll spend the $500 and get the coaching sessions. And that helped me get on the right path. And again, it's not a miracle worker of like one session and now I'm perfect. It's, it is certain things that great coaches like Jeremy could point out in a few sessions to me of going, wow, okay, I'm starting to, I can at least just see things a little bit differently or think really that's the big issue is 
how to deal with that pressure. I didn't even realize I was putting it on myself. It was there, but I didn't realize it was causing me to do different actions. So I would say invest in yourself. If I could go back, that's what I would do. I would take half of that money, take $10,000 and spend it on great coaching with people that you trust that are currently doing it, that have done it, that have been there and courses. And that was one of the reasons I joined in with real life trading is because I, it's hard to find a more honest place to teach investing and trading. That's real life. I mean, right. my students watch me lose every single day on the mic. You know, <laughs> who else can say that? Come on and, in and watch me lose, but I'll win in, in the end. But I'll win in the end because I'm going to lose this small and I'm going to win this big, right? And it's just a place where you can trust is hard to find in the stock market in the world. But that's that's where real life trading is trying to change our mission with behind that. Right. Give someone a place where they can come and learn. And that's why 95% of our coaching and, and information is is free out there for, for people to yourself. get started with. Invest in yourself. Yeah. Great. So what is a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? Yeah. In the show notes, I hope you put this on my, my yeah. website, reallifetraining.com slash Tony Pollock is a great place to get started. You can get in there and join coaching sessions with me. That's what I do all day, every day. It's my passion. It's it's one of the greatest ways I know how to help change someone's life is to work one-on-one with them. I have tons of courses out there, free and paid, either or, to help get you on the right path. Because like I said, invest in it and invest in yourself, invest in that knowledge. Trading is a skill. People think it's it's all brains, but in reality, it's it's like anything else. Welding, throwing a baseball. It's They're not smarter than me because they can throw this or they can weld or they can drive this. They just have done it for so many years and I just need to learn those skills as well. Yeah. And so learn the skill of trading, start small, stop trying to get rich overnight and invest <laughs> in yourself would be one thing that I would, if I could go back, that would be my path. I would change. Great. All right. Last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months? Oh, it's, it's a lot like yours. Actually. It's, it's a goal I set every single year. Last year, I helped 100 people replace their income in trading. And this year's goal is 200 to double that. So that's still my goal. That's still what I be, would be chasing is each year, I'm searching to hit that goal, change people's lives. Whether or not they quit their job and trade full-time doesn't matter. If I can help bring in that extra salary where they have the choice to, to be able to leave their job or whatever. I know when COVID hit, it was such a blessing for all these students of mine to be able to come and say, Tony, like this has saved us. I had one guy that was in the military. He left the military, got a new job, got laid off with COVID and he started just trading and he trades full time now. To have that backup to know how to make money is huge. When money in your mind is easy to make, everything else is less stressful. I think a lot of stress comes from people think making money is hard. It's really not. If you just know where to look and know what to do. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. If you haven't joined the Become a Better Investor community, just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now to claim your 50% lifetime discount exclusive for podcast listeners. As we conclude, Tony, I want to thank you again for joining our mission. And on behalf of A Stotts Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Your dreams are right there. The only thing standing between you and your dreams is fear. You just got to walk through it. That's it. Beautiful. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow and protect our well fellow risk takers. Let's celebrate that today we added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, 
I'll see you on the upside.